afternoon. My name is Karen. And I'm Baleen. We're servants of uh, the Feast Ortigas. We would like to thank you all for being with us today or tonight. Thank you for, for joining us. Thank you for watching this video. And our prayer is that you will be blessed and you will be inspired and you will be feeling uplifted after you've watched our uh, feast, our online feast. And um, prayer din namin na lahat kayo safe and healthy and um, staying at home. These are very, very difficult times. But with God um, and His Word, we believe that all will be well. So enjoy God's Word and may you be inspired. Welcome to Feast Green Hills and Feast Ortigas Galleria Tuesday Online. My name is Brother Japel Hernandez and I pray and I declare that God is blessing you today. I know it's a very difficult situation. It's a struggle, especially with what's happening to the coronavirus progress. Countries are locking down, people are passing away, and, and you know, income is um, bad for everyone. I cannot solve all your problems, but I know God can. And I declare that in this message today, that God will touch your heart, calm your heart, calm your, your anxious heart, and God will reveal His plan and His blessing for you. I believe that God has a distinct and unique blessing made just for you. For all of those who are um, serving in the Feast Online, thank you for serving. For healthcare professionals, essential workers, uh, military, police personnel, the janitors, custodians, the delivery people, the grocery people, for everyone who's sacrificing today, thank you for everything that you're doing. I pray that God will bless you. After this quarantine, I invite you to our feast every Sunday at Theater Mall, Cinema One in Green Hills, um, 10 a.m. and every Tuesday at the center. And I also invite you to Feast Partigas Galleria Tuesday every Tuesday, 7.30 p.m. at the Feast Ortigas Center beside PDO. So we have Sundays in Green Hills and Tuesdays in Robinson's Galleria. And let me start with this. Um, Two weeks now, home quarantine as of making this message. And my wife and I looked at each other and I said, Thank you, Lord, di pa kami nagpapatayan. You know, no unang week kasi masaya pa, ang kain lang kayo ng kain, and all of that. But then no second week, the worry, the stress, nagkakasawaan na kayo. So wala kayo mapuntahan, but to be with each other. So, yeah, I mean, I'm happy, di pa kami nagpapatayan. Kayo ba? Buhay pa ba kayo? Nagpapatayan na ba kayo? I pray that whoever you are with in your house, I pray that God will bless you. Today, um, we're going to have a very beautiful message. And we're going to, last week, we talked about the first beatitude. Today, we're going to talk about the eight other beatitudes. And my talk is called Anoim. Talk number two is Anoim. Say it with me, Anoim. And last week, we talked about you belong to God's VIP list. And then I also said, stop comparing yourself or stop measuring yourself to the measuring stick of the world. Instead, measure yourself according to the measuring stick of God. And what is our message for today? It's about Matthew chapter 5, verse 1 to 12. Now, when Jesus saw the crowds, he went up on the mountainside. 
and sat down. His disciples came up to him and he began to teach them. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad, because great is your reward in heaven. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Here's my message today. No matter what happens. Huh? What does that mean? I'm going to explain to you in a bit. That no matter what happens, you don't give up. No matter what happens, you don't um, surrender. No matter what happens, you keep moving forward. No matter what happens, you have faith, hope, and trust. Because God is not giving up. So I want to just pray for you. Is that okay? As we start this, in the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, Amen. Father, I declare blessing upon blessing to the people receiving this message. And I ask you, Father, to um, comfort those who are weeping, tired, sorrowful, broken, and, and crying. Father, I ask you to be with every person that is hurting right now because of the coronavirus. Those who are losing their jobs, losing family members, losing their faith, losing their hope. I ask you, Father, to bless each and every one. And I ask you, Jesus, for the miracle and ask you, Lord, to forgive us of our sins. And I ask you, Father, that this um, season of sickness will be over soon. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And Father, and the Son, Holy Spirit. During this community quarantine, frontliners and essential workers are at risk because of their jobs. For example, we have delivery drivers. They're at risk every day, and we're praying for them. And I message a friend, and she's an OBGYN, and she's asked to help in the COVID cases in their hospital. And I sent her a message, Oi, kamusta ka na? I hope you're safe. I'm praying for you. I hope everything's well. And, and she messaged me, Ito, J-Paul, busy, extension of picture. She's covered in uh, PPE. Tapos sabi niya sa akin, Okay naman ako, J-Paul. Ito lang ang problema ko. Um, sobrang dire-diretso na yung duty nila. Miss na miss doon niya makita yung balat niya kasi covered sila for the last few days. But, and then, so, miss din niya na nagiting katawan niya. And sabi niya, Okay naman, yun lang. Uh, miss ko lang yung sarili ko. Miss ko lang maligo. I'm okay. I'm, I'm happy to be a doctor. And I'm really great for for people like them who've been you know, serving the best way they can for us, the Filipino people or every other nation who needs doctors right now. And thank you to them. And why is this important? Because, you know, my friend loves being a doctor. She loves her job. She loves her calling. And that is what's powerful about love because love sacrifices. Those who love will sacrifice for the people that they love. So count your sacrifices. If you sacrifice out of love, you don't become bitter. You become blessed. You become happy because you're able to sacrifice something for the people you love. 
By the way, um, if you're watching this, you know, um, welcome to our living room. This is our living room, and I pray that you know, and I tell you that this is you're welcome in our house. You're welcome in our family, and I want you to know that I'm praying for you. So why did I talk about sacrifice? Because that's my message today: the power of sacrifice. You know, those who were really successful and rich, what did they do? They sacrificed a lot of sleep, time, and, and important um, activities for their business. That's why they succeeded. Everyone who became amazing athletes, they sacrificed a lot of days to train, to, to get better in what they do, so that they can become the top 1% of what they do. So if you want something to grow, you need to sacrifice. And if you want your personal life, your family life, your spiritual life to grow, you need to have sacrificial love because that's what God did when he, he made um, his only son went down from heaven to earth. That is a sacrificial love that God did for us. Last week, we talked about the first beatitude, the blessed are the poor in spirit and blessed are the poor because they're both poor in in the religious um, structure and they're poor monetarily. They're, they're the smallest, the nothing yes in society. So we have eight more to go. I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about each one and of course I'm gonna focus on some and just you know um, pass by on some of it. And I pray that God will talk to you this very special feast today. Number two, blessed are those who mourn for they will be comforted. So the audience of Jesus were the sick, the possessed, the epileptic, the, uh, the paralyzed, the poor. They were mourning. Because, you know, this verse, Jesus was connecting that to that crowd in front of him to another crowd 600 years ago before Jesus came. Because they were also mourning. So itong mindset na to, ah, okay, I'll go to something that they can relate to. Something that happened 600 years ago. Something that's part of Jewish history is something that people can relate to. So what happened 600 years ago? So um, I'll talk to you in a bit. And they were, Jesus was talking to the Anoem. Say to me, the Anoem. Anoem in Hebrew means the poor of the Lord. And in Isaiah, Anoem spe specifically refers to the returning Jewish, Jewish exiles in the year 539. BC. So what happened in their history? King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon conquered Jerusalem. So Jerusalem was a, you know, okay naman silang bansa, but they were conquered by um, King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon. And the many years after that, the Persians um, conquered the Babylonians. And can you see the, the cycle, the trend? Sometimes you're up, sometimes you're down. So if you're a bully when you're up, when you're down, somebody will bully you. But here's what I promise. If you're good when you're up, and if you're still good when you're down, somebody will bless you. Amen? Amen. So when the, when the Persians were the rulers, they allowed the Jews to come back to their uh, to Jerusalem. Kasi nung nasa Babylonian sila, they were chained off, they were brought out of their country. So the Persians let them back. And when they arrived back in Jerusalem, pagbalik nila, <gasps> and they started crying, no, they, yeah, they mourned, they were hurt, they were broken. Why? Because their beautiful temple was destroyed, their beautiful city was destroyed, their beautiful country was ransacked by the previous occupants. 
So sobrang lungkot kasi nanakaw, nasira lahat ng maganda sa bansa nila. Just imagine yourself. You come home, your house is emptied by robbers. It feels bad. You feel broken. And that's what probably the Jews felt when they arrived. So they were mourning. They were broken. They were hurting. They were hopeless. So when Jesus told the Anawil in front of him, this, this, you are blessed. He was echoing what Prophet Isaiah said to the, the Anawil 600 years ago. He has sent me to tell those who mourn that the time of the Lord's favor has come and with it the day of God's, God's anger against their enemies. To all who mourn in Israel, he will give a crown of beauty for ashes, a joyous blessing instead of mourning, festive praise instead of despair. Isn't that beautiful? God offered an exchange that you give your pain, your sorrow, your struggle. You give it and trust it to Him. Why? So He can give you joy. He can give you blessing. He can give you the answer. So today, if you're suffering, you're struggling, and you're hurting, I invite you to offer your pain, your struggle, your hurt to Jesus, and He will give you back the joy of the Lord. He will give you back the blessing. Isaiah goes on. In their righteousness, they will be like great oaks that the Lord has planted for His own glory. They will, be rebuilt. they will rebuild the ancient ruins, repairing cities destroyed long ago. They will revive them, though they have been deserted for many generations. Whew. God is promising us that if something was taken away from you during this season, God will restore it, return it, Return it and bless it even more. Why is God saying this? Because you belong to his upside down kingdom. You're blessed because the blesser is with you. We are blessed because Jesus is in our hearts, in our lives, that we have a relationship with Jesus. And because we are the children of God, we are already blessed. We don't have to earn it. We're already blessed. Say it with me. I am already blessed. Blessing number three. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. What did Jesus mean when he said meek? Two things. First, someone who doesn't think he's important. And second, someone who others think other things is important is not important. To these unimportant people, Jesus said, they will inherit the land. What does that mean? Imagine, you know, for example, us Filipinos, a lot of us have ancestral houses, ancestral lands. Hindi na tayo lumaki, lahat ng kamag-anak, nagsiksika na. So we own something, whether in the province or in the city, and, and then you love it, you take care of it, kasi yun yung pinapamana mo. But then what happens? The conquerors come to your country and take that land away from you, make it to swimming pool, gagawing Jollibee, gagawing negosyo, tapos wala ka na, you will be displaced. You will be taken out from your comfort zone and you will have nothing. So that's what the Jews experienced. That's what the Anoim experienced. And, and these were the powerless people. They were the unimportant. And God is telling them, Jesus is saying that, that one day God will right your wrongs. You will inherit the land again. And what you lost will be returned to you. God will vindicate you. God will fight for you. And God will restore everything. Number four, blessed are those 
who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. For a long time, nahirapan ako atindihin itong um, Bible verse na ito. Kasi paano yung mga nafa-fasting? Paano yung mga, alam mo yun? I was really confused. Because, you know, it's hard. I thought this was, you know, you needed to fast and be holy. Yes, you need that, but it was really confusing for me. But then I realized this. Righteousness here means the right done in the world or justice. So ito yun. They're hungry and thirsty for God to give them justice. Something bad happened. That you were wrong and nobody fought for you and all of that. And these people just promised you will be filled with what? God's kingdom has a banquet. God will feed you. God will provide for you. God will just bless you. God is the ultimate chef, caterer, and all of that. God will fill you with what is empty in your life. Jesus is promising abundance. Number five, blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. His audience are suffering. So Jesus now tells them that anyone who shows them mercy shall also receive mercy. This is so beautiful. What is not mercy? Mercy is this, Uy, minagihirap, kawawa naman siya. Ay, naiwan siya. Ay, namatayan siya. That is not mercy. That is pity. Mercy, more than anything else, is action. It's just opening space. Like the prodigal father and prodigal son. He welcomed you, ran towards his son, and forgave him. Mercy is an action. Mercy is an act of love. Mercy is punishment that you deserve, but it's not given to you because of forgiving love, because of mercy. Mercy is doing something, entering into the suffering of another person and taking away a part of that suffering. You make the pain easier for someone who is suffering. That is mercy. Number six, blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Do you want to have a pure heart? How do you do that? Very simple ways. Number one, go up a mountain, take a spiritual retreat. Number two, listen to the most good preaching that you can listen to, that you know, that will just lead you back to Jesus. Number three, pray for hours on your knees. Maligo ka ng Clorox. Hindi ka maligo ng Clorox. Mamatay ka nun. All these answers are amazing, except yung Clorox. But, you know, um, these are not the most effective way of purifying your heart. It says in Isaiah, I have refined you in the furnace of suffering. Oh, wow, that's, that's really, wow. Whether you like it or not, trials will purify your heart like nothing else. Trials make you or break you. Trials force you to decide who you follow. Friend, you have trials right now. Are you suffering? Are you struggling? Are you hurting? Are you in pain? Is your life problematic? So if you have trials, this is my message for you. God is purifying you. God is preparing you for his blessing. I remember in my darkest moments in my life, I, at that moment, I wanted to give up. But after the problem, as after moving forward, the mice na lahat, Lord, thank you for being there. Because if you did not allow that to happen, I won't, I won't transform. I won't become a better person. So I thank God for that. And and yeah, if you have trials right now within your family, your finances, your career, your job, whatever thing that is personal to you, I declare and I pray that you will see God in your trial. God will see you through. 
God will help you and bless you and answer all the words that you have in your life. Number seven, blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called the children of God. At that time, there was a lot of religious power groups who hated each other. They worshiped God, but they hated each other. It's, it's so ironic. It's so weird. Even today, it happens. You know, Catholics against Protestants, Protestants against um, born again, and, you know, against Muslims and all of that. So, you know, God doesn't want that. So the four groups then was the SNS, the Zealots, the Sadducees, and the Pharisees. Groups are great. We need them. We need to be with each other. We need to have people who will love us and accept us and be with us in our suffering, in our triumphs, in our progress in life. But if you make it most important, your group, your organization more important than God, then it's not it. So why is this important? Because the Anoim did not have a place. They did not belong to any group. Why? Because again, they were poor. They did not have anything. And sa utak nila, sa mindset nila, I just want to survive. So wala na silang politika because they were just really the poorest of the poor. Whatever gives them life, they will stick to that. So wala na silang time umarte. They just wanted to live. You see, my dear friends, when you go through several severe trials, you realize all divisions in life are petty. So as you're watching this video, I don't want to be political. I'm just asking you to ask yourself this. How can I unite people? How can I unite God's people, the country, politics? I mean, I don't want to go political, but you know, what can you do that will stop the division? How can you unite people towards a common goal of you know, being healed from coronavirus, from being healed from family dispute? What can you do to make things better, to create peace in people? And how, what can you do? How can you be part of the solution, not the problem? Of course, posting weird um, rants online will not help. Posting this and that and just hating will not help. What can you do to unite people? That's my challenge to you today. How can you create peace in your life and the life of people around you? Peace is love. And if there is peace, you know, there is abundance. So what can you do to create peace in the life of people? Blessing number eight and nine. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Think about the Anoim who followed Jesus. All their life, they suffered in poverty, sickness, and rejection. Name it, they suffered it. Pinsan pa yung problema isa, problema isa, nagsama, multiply, combine, nagkambal na, nagsasama-sama ang problema, nanganak yung isang problema, isang pang problema. All problems joined together. Then one day, they decide to follow Jesus. Why? Because they're desperate. Do you know what happens to these Anoim, these outcasts, these you know, failures when they follow Jesus, they actually get insulted, persecuted, and rejected. Because that's my main message today. Are you ready? You see, God has two kinds of followers. How many? 
two. Not one, not two. First kind of follower is the if good things happen person. Have you noticed this in movies or things like that? People may pinagdadaanan yung hero and he says, Lord, if, if something, if you just do this, I will stop smoking. If you revive him, you know, I will stop watching porn. If you do this, Lord, if you bless me with my job, di ko na away asawa ko and all of that. And, and a lot of people are like that because they think that if they bargain with God, and this is very uh, popular with some religious people because they say, you know, if good things happen, I will follow the Lord. People don't say it out loud, but this is their core spiritual operating system. When God answers my prayers, I will follow the Lord. When my dreams are fulfilled, I will follow the Lord. When my plans succeed, I will follow the Lord. When my crush becomes my boyfriend, I will follow the Lord. When I become a millionaire, I will follow the Lord. Or when I retire, I will follow the Lord. When I'm able to migrate to Australia, I will follow the Lord. This attitude makes God Santa Claus. He, it makes God just a bearer of gifts. Gifts doesn't make God God. We make ourselves God. This mindset makes us like when we ask something from Him, and if you're a good boy or a good girl, God will bless us with that. But if you're naughty, God's gonna punish you. And that's how a lot of people treat God, or a lot of people see God. But that's not how God operates. It's not who God is. God is the savior of the world. God is our lover. God is our king. God is our father. God is God. God created us. We belong to him. So let's not treat him like that. A, so the second kind of follower is unpopular. You see, I've seen a lot of people who have a problem, they stop serving in their community, in their feast, and people who, you know, were once serving or leading, and then say, "Magre rest lang ako," and they make that rest their excuse to stop serving, and they show themselves. Oh, yung ganon ng buhay ko. But when we really ask them, life is not really good. They just are running away from God because God is asking them to offer something. Maybe their pride, their struggle, their anger, whatever it is, and they don't want to go out of that comfort zone. So they only serve God when it's comfortable. Sorry, this is going to be a painful message, a painful thing to swallow, but it is the truth. It is God's truth, and I'm asking you to let God speak to you. So for those who are receiving this message, and if you left any church, any community, I'm asking you to swallow your pride, return to God, and let God bless you. And, you know, um, Maybe may galit ka sa leader mo, may galit ka sa mga tao sa paligid mo, but that will not solve your problems. Diyan pa rin sila. But let God bless you. Let God embrace you. Let God heal you. Let God do something majestic in your life. Let God be God. And that's why we need to go to our second type, a follower. This person says, not through his words, but through his deeds. No matter what happens, I will follow the Lord. This is the attitude of the Anawim. This is the attitude of Jesus. Which brings me to this powerful truth. Jesus was the embodiment of the Beatitudes. Think about this. Jesus was poor in spirit, born in a barrio of Nazareth, and lived there for 30 years. He mourned for Jerusalem. Jesus was meek. Jesus was merciful. Jesus was pure in heart. Jesus was a peacemaker. 
Jesus bringing peace between God and man. Jesus was persecuted, dying on the dirty cross, crushed and buried as a criminal. Jesus was the animal. And just like Jesus in due time, he received the victory from heaven. Do you want that blessing? Then follow Jesus no matter what happens in your life. Jesus was thought to be a loser by the Romans, by the Jews, because he died. That's what they thought. That's using the world's measuring stick. But after three days, Jesus did the impossible. He rolled the stone, went out from the from dead. He was walking. He was alive. He was he was king. He was resurrected. Why? Because only God can do resurrection things. Because God is God. We can't do that. And and when the world thought, I no. That's your measuring stick. But we know God, how does he work? He erases, he transforms everything and he will do something like that in your life. If God can raise himself from his death, what can God do for you? Nothing is impossible for God in your life. So just trust God with your life. I'm not yet done. I want to I preach more to you. And are you physically sick, emotionally in pain, financially burdened? God is telling you now, you're blessed. First of all, why? Because God loves you, that you belong to God, that God wants you. And that means you're already blessed. God will move mountains. God will move the, the, the solar system just to bless you. And if you think you're all alone because all the suffering in the world and people are dying, family members are dying, you can't go to them. And you are breaking, you are hurting. And I'm, pro I'm preaching this to you, that God is with you. And because God loves you, you're already blessed and the material blessing will come in his time and nothing can stop it. Not even death can stop God from loving you. And I declare that with all I am, with all my faith, that God is with you. Amen? I don't know when it will happen. I don't know how it will happen. I don't know who God will use or what God will use to make it happen. But here's what I know. Your blessing will happen. Your victory will happen, your miracle will happen. So whatever struggle, problem that comes your way, just tell that problem, my God is bigger. God will be victorious. Nothing can destroy me, because God is with me. I wanna close by telling the story of Father um, Giuseppe Bardinelli, and he is a priest that was on respirator and he was because of coronavirus in Italy. And he found out there was a kid who was already sick, a younger man who was sick. And at 70 years old, this priest, what did he do? He served God even when he was sick. And he said, give my respirator to that person. I have finished the race. And, and he gave that. That person that received the respirator is, is healing now, and that, that priest is, is dead. Is it Talo? Why? Because he served God on his dying breath. His last act of love was to self-sacrifice and love somebody else for the glory of God. And I believe that God will reward that. God will restore that. God will bless that and nothing can ever stop the love of God from reaching you 
embracing you and touching you. That is how we should serve the Lord. No matter what happens, we shouldn't stop serving the Lord. Another friend of mine, um, a few years ago, he lost his son. His name is Paul and his wife is Ina. They lost their son and I thought, because they're struggling. And I said to Paul, you want to you know, stop serving para makapagborn ka? And Paul told me, bro, I can't. Serving God is what makes me sane. Serving God is what is holding on, is, is what is keeping our marriage together. And you know, they're still serving. They're still blessed that the miracle has happened in their life. Why? Because they chose Jesus first. My dear friends, if you're watching this, receiving this message right now, I ask you to choose Jesus first. And everything will fall into place. God will bless you His way. His process is more abundant and beautiful than any other process in this world. Trust God. Amen? That is why that my message today is this. No matter what happens. No matter what happens, I will follow the Lord. No matter what happens, I will serve the Lord. No matter what happens, I will give my life to the Lord. No matter what happens, I will love Jesus. Like Father Giuseppe, no matter what happens, at his dying breath, he served God. Like my friends Paul and Ina, even when their son passed away, no matter what happens, they served and followed Jesus. And today, for everyone, I want to tell you, no matter what happens, follow the Lord because God will never give up. God will never fail. And God is always true to his promises. And I declare that God's favor is following you, not just for you, but to a thousand generations. God will bless you. God's favor is upon you. God will just reveal his majestic blessing in your life and you will never be alone again. That you will be blessed every single day of your life and every single family member of yours will receive the love of God. The best is yet to come. Thank you for being with us. God bless you. A few Sundays ago, um, I was listening to an online mass or I was attending online mass and then one line struck me. It was part of the readings. Um, sabi doon, is God still in our midst? Or where is God in all this? So, nag-stick sa akin yung question kasi yun yung question ng napakaraming tao ngayon. Sa kaguluhan, sa lahat ng trahedya, sa lahat ng kawalan, sa lahat ng kahirapan na nangyayari ngayon, ang una-una natin hinahanap syempre is, nasan ba si Lord? Yung mga tanong natin, something like, bakit hinahayaan ni Lord na mangyari to? Um, sometimes even during dinner, we would talk amidst our family. Um, dadating na ba si Jesus? Or just like some random questions, simple questions like, why is everything happening? Why is all this happening? And um, these are very difficult times right now. And everyone is feeling it. There are some who are better off than others. Like maybe you and me na may internet connection pa na 
siguro pinaka problema natin is napobor tayo or maybe deeper problems like where are we going to get our income ano mangyayari sa negosyo natin there are some people who are really worried and really fearful right now because they don't have anything to eat anymore they don't have any money anymore and um, every day pag nakikita natin sa news basta tayo ng basa na maraming mga sinishare maraming galit maraming takot madaming umiiyak ang gulo lang tas yung kaguluhang nangyayari sa labas umaabot na din sa loob kasi for sure when we rest at night before we even rest at night we will be plagued with so many anxieties so many fears and so many doubts and worries and one question remains where is God in all this and I think that's when we are called to to remember Psalm 23 verse 4 it says even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death I will fear no evil for you are with me your rod and your staff Lord they comfort me that is the answer sobrang gulo sobrang dilim sobrang sad daming nangyayari nakakalimutan natin the Lord is still with us He is with us in this valley we cannot see beyond today magkakaroon ba ng cure for COVID-19 paano makakaahon yung mga negosyo paano magkakapera yung mga nawala ng pera hindi natin alam yung sagot pero ang alam natin kasama natin si Lord and kapag kasama natin si Lord we shall not want because God God alone is enough so for now we stay in the valley for now we stay in the dark for now we stay in the shadows but even as we stay in the shadows I'd like to invite everybody to be in a position of worship whatever is comfortable for you in the privacy of your room or in your home with your family or if you're by yourself let's worship God together here in the dark we will chase his voice we will follow him no matter what
Good evening. My name is Karen. I serve at Feast Artigas Gallery a Tuesday. And um, how is everyone? How are you? Kamusta ka na? Kamusta ang pamilya mo? Kamusta ang mga mahal mo sa buhay? We at the Feast Artigas, we pray for you every day. We pray for you all the time. Na sa panahon ngayon ng crisis, sana lahat po kayo ay ligtas, sana lahat po kayo ay payapa, sana lahat po kayo ay masaya. And um, I'm here to actually um, tell you a story or remind you a powerful story in the Bible. Pero bago yan, gusto ko munang kamustahin ka ulit. Um, alam ko mahirap ang sitwasyon and kapag mahirap ang sitwasyon, mahirap din kumbagang magabot, mahirap magbigay, mahirap ang um, magparaya. Kumbaga, lalong-lalo na sa mga panahon na natatakot ka kasi nag-aagawan lahat. Everyone is trying to survive and we can't fault people if they are afraid for themselves. But I want to remind you all of God's providence by reading to you a very short verse. It's one of my favorites actually, one of my favorite stories in the Bible. And um, it's from John chapter 6 verses hmm, 1 to 14. Okay, so sometime after this, Jesus crossed to the far shore of the Sea of Galilee. And a great crowd of people followed him because they saw the miraculous signs he had performed on the sick. Then Jesus went up on the mountainside and sat down with his disciples. The Jewish Passover was near. When Jesus looked up and saw a great crowd coming toward him, he said to Philip, Where shall we buy bread for these people to eat? He asked this only to test him, for he had already in mind what he was going to do. Philip asked him, or answered him, eight months' wages would not be enough to buy bread for each one to have a bite. Kulang pa daw ang sweldo ng pangwalong buwan para makakain lahat. Another of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, spoke up. Here is a boy with five small barley loaves and two small fish. But how far will they go among so many? Limang tinapay, dalawang isda, para sa limang libong tao, hindi kasha. Jesus said, have the people sit down. There was plenty of grass in that place, and the men sat down, about 5,000 of them. Jesus then took the loaves, gave thanks, and distributed to those who were seated as much as they wanted. He did the same with the fish. When they all had enough to eat, he said to his disciples, Gather the pieces that are left over, let nothing be wasted. So they gathered all of the leftovers and filled twelve baskets with the pieces of the five barley loaves left over by those who had eaten. After the people saw the miraculous sign that Jesus did, they began to say, Surely this is the prophet who is come into the world. 5,000 men, how do you feed them with only five pieces of bread and two pieces of fish? Um, this is one of Jesus' greatest miracles, but I've heard once in a talk, I think it was Tito Bo who taught this, and there are many others who said that the miracle of the multiplication of the bread and fish 
Yes, it came from Jesus, but it wouldn't have happened if not for the boy who gave up his five loaves of bread and two fish. Yun na lang siguro yung meron yung bata. Baka yun na lang din yung kakainin ng pamilya niya. Pero inalay niya to. At dun sa alay niya na yun, yun yung pinarami ng Panginoon. My dear brothers and sisters, Jesus can actually procure something out of nothing. Because He's a God. But Jesus loves it the most when He procures or creates something out of what we can give Him. And this is actually an invitation for us to trust in God, to actually give what we have. Because what little we can give, what little we can offer, what little we can sacrifice, Jesus can multiply. You have to believe in that. During these trying times, we have to believe in the goodness, in the faithfulness, and in the providence of God. We can only feel this, His faithfulness, His goodness, His miracles, from each other. Kapag kawala tayo, baka halimbawa hindi makarating ang mga mirakulo ng Panginoon sa mga nangangailangan. So I urge you, brothers and sisters, to give what little you have. It doesn't have to be much. It just needs to, get, to come from the heart. So let me end this by praying for your offering. Let's bow our heads and just pray. Lord God, Lord Jesus, this is my offering. This is my sacrifice. I know that this is not much, but in your hands, I know that this is more than enough. I know that you can multiply this, that you will break this, and that you will distribute it for the good of many. Oh Lord God, you are good, you are faithful, and you are loving. We believe in your love, Lord. We believe in your faithfulness. We believe in your goodness. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you, brothers and sisters. Stay safe.